Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. This morning, we're talking about event planning. Things you need to consider when choosing a venue for anything from a wedding to a community charity. When it comes to weddings, choosing a venue is only one detail among many others. We welcome Diane Lee, owner of The Wedding Shop, to talk about some of those details. Welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you for having me. What are the trends in weddings these days? Well, um, we still see a lot of big traditional weddings being planned, but I think a lot of brides and grooms are now choosing or opting to have smaller weddings with a lot of do-it-yourself elements in terms of decor and little details. Um, We're seeing lots of rustic-themed smaller weddings taking place outdoors, maybe by a barn or a backyard setting. A lot of couples find their inspirations on social media nowadays through sites like Pinterest, and they really feel empowered to do things themselves. And we also continue to see a lot of destination weddings, which I actually absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see a lot of people getting married up north by the cottage, maybe in the Muskoka area, and still lots of people heading down south, so to the Caribbean, Mexico, or even Las Vegas. Visiting your website, the the Wedding Shop and the Wedding Resource Center on the BBB website, you soon learn that there are a lot of things that you have to take into consideration when you're planning a wedding. When does the planning start after the, will you marry me? And yes. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake um, you can make is not setting a budget as kind of your first step in the wedding process, wedding planning process. I think that a budget really helps to define the type of wedding you're going to have, um, and it may even impact your wedding date. So, for example, if you want a big elaborate wedding with all the bells and whistles, you might need to set a higher budget to maybe move your wedding date a little bit further than you had originally wanted, maybe by an extra year or two, to allow yourselves time to save up the money to pay for the wedding. Um, and if you've decided on a destination wedding, for example, you might want to give people even more advance notice or as, as advance notice as possible so that they can begin their savings and uh, plan their travels, booking vacation time off and things like that. It's not uncommon for couples to send out save the dates um, a year or more in advance for destination weddings. So after the will you marry me, the save the dates uh, a year, is that the kind of timeline you think we should be looking at? I think for a destination wedding, a year is is fair. Um, you know, they're quite expensive. And so I think guests really appreciate any extra time they can they can have. But if you're having a local wedding, a uh, traditional wedding in the summertime, save the dates can maybe go out anywhere from um, six months out is probably an average. And then wedding invitations can be sent out uh, maybe about three months before the wedding. So what other advice do you give brides and grooms about keeping track of all of the to-do items that are part of their wedding planning, uh, from guest lists to gifts to the wedding party? Sure. Well, if it's within your means, uh, hiring a wedding planner can really help with you know starting the process, giving you things to think about and uh, make decisions on, helping you find the right vendors, etc. Um, however, if you can't afford a wedding planner, you can certainly keep yourself organized. Um, there are lots of wedding planning websites where you can make your own wedding page. You can even download um, apps that have checklists um, and organizers to help you keep track of everything. 
Um, you can still do what I did 10 years ago when I got mm-hmm. married and just keep a, a, a wedding planning binder um, with folders and notes. We sell those at the store or you can make it or, or you can make your own. Um, our website in itself actually serves as, as a pretty good little checklist for all the little things you might need for the wedding day. So if you go to it, you can check out all the items that you see under the ceremony tab, reception tab, or the gifts for the bridal party, and then make a note of all the things that you might need. Um, because people always tend to focus on the big ticket items like venues, food, dresses, they tend to get all the little things, right? So, um, um, I think a lot of our customers really appreciate having our website to refer to or even coming into the store to browse for all the little details. Uh, and when I say little details, I mean things, you know, little things that people might forget. You know, what are you going to do with the wedding bands? Um, are you going to have a little wedding ring that the best man carries? Or, or do you need to buy a little ring pill if you have a little ring bearer? Um, if you are, are doing anything special for the ceremony, like a sand ceremony service, uh, wedding favors for the guests, cake toppers, do you um, need an engraved uh, cake serving set or champagne flute? So those are just some of the examples of some of the little details that that are often forgotten. And those are details that you'll see on on your website. And we're going to look at uh, our uh, BBB resource a little later on this morning too. Uh, besides the wedding ceremony and the reception, there are other events that go along with the wedding and uh, following the wedding, showers, bachelor's parties, bachelorette parties, rehearsal dinners. How involved do the bride and groom get in planning some of these events, Diana? Uh, very much so these days, I would say. It's it's rare to see parents entirely – it's rare to see parents entirely finance wedding these days. Uh, most brides and grooms are paying for the weddings themselves. So they're usually entirely in charge of planning things like the rehearsal dinner and the post-wedding breakfast. Um, in terms of showers and bachelor and bachelorette parties, it's always a good idea for the best man or maid of honor to get the bride and groom's input on a few items, um, like where do you want the party to be, who is going to be on the guest list, um, do they want it to be pretty low-key and tame, or do they want it to be a bit more on the wild side? I um, mean, you just want to be respectful of their wishes. Uh, this actually made me smile when I saw this, but uh, not everyone is comfortable being the center of attention, and your website has tips for introverts who are planning a wedding. What are some of the things someone who identifies as an introvert might consider? Sure, yeah. So um, one out of three people do identify themselves as introverts. So what I would say to them is, you know, you don't have to do all the traditional wedding stuff if it makes you uncomfortable. If you don't want to have a big wedding, don't have one. Just have a small ceremony with just immediate family and a few close friends. You could decline offers to have an engagement party, bridal shower, uh, or the bachelor or bachelorette parties, or at least keep them small and fairly private. Um Maybe just have a relaxing spa day with a few close friends and family instead of having a a big bachelorette party, for example. And a lot of people do fear public speaking, so you could even skip the speeches if you wanted to. Um, Or if you have an extroverted partner, you could lean on them uh, for support and you can allow him or her to do the speaking for the both of you at uh, at the reception. And I think finally one of my favorite ideas is to have um, a private first look moment. So, you know, instead of having the bride reveal her dress to the groom by walking down an aisle in front of a whole bunch of people, you might want to pick a private spot right before the ceremony and have your photographer capture the moment you see see each other for the first time on your wedding day, just the two of you. So you can have a few minutes alone together and then exchange a few private words before you surround yourselves with all your family and friends. Diana, this has been intriguing and obvious. Obviously, we just scratched the surface, but your website really uh, lays out a number of things, so people might want to explore that. And there's a resource center 
on the BBB website as well. So thank you very much for being with us. You're welcome. Our guest has been Diana Lee, who is the owner of The Wedding Shop here in London on Little Simcoe Street and online at theweddingshop.ca, and that's shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. The Wedding Shop is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When we return, what's involved in booking a venue for a wedding or for any other event? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Just what is involved in booking a venue for an event, whether it's a wedding or a hockey tournament? Now we welcome to the show Cheryl Curtis, Director of Sales, Marketing, and Agriplex Operations. Welcome to Ask BBB. Hello. Uh, Cheryl, what information should we have available when we start making calls to book a venue for an event? So one of the things that I would suggest that people start with is the end. And most people are surprised when I start with that, as as you are. And that's because a lot of people, whether it is a hockey tournament or a trade show, a wedding, a conference, uh, you want to uh, create an experience that when people walk away, they're going to remember that event. So I always say to them, when you picture your event at the end, what is that experience? What do you want people to feel like? And then we can work backwards from there. So that is how you get talking about what size do you need? Uh, what does the lighting have to look like? What is your budget? How many people need to be involved? Who's the decision maker? So those are all questions then that we'll be asking ourselves or the the uh, vendor, vendor will be asking us. Uh, uh, at Western Fair, there, there's, are there minimum and maximum numbers in terms of the size of events that uh, Western Fair District uh, caters to? So Western Fair is pretty unique in southwestern Ontario because we have just a multitude of space uh, in multitudes of sizes. So we can have something as small as 25 people in a boardroom. You can go up to uh, maybe having something in one of our lobbies, which goes anywhere from 800 square feet to 12,000 square feet if you want to go to the lobby in the Agriplex. There are breakout rooms in our sports center, breakout rooms uh, in our grandstand building. And uh, then we move into the larger venues where you might want to do a two- or three-day show, a consumer show, uh, some kind of a food show, anything like that. And you can move up to 126,000 square feet. So in in addition to booking the actual physical space, uh, a hall or auditorium, what other services might we expect the venue to provide? So along with your planning questions when you're doing things, is there's, there's some questions that you should ask um, because every facility is a little different in what it can offer. So in most buildings, you're going to want to ask those questions about Wi-Fi, water, hydro, uh, lighting, security, uh, things like that. So you, you really have to... Um, Think about what services are going to go along. So if you're going to have a lot of people who need Wi-Fi, then you need to have a very strong conversation with your planner to say, how can I support my people? What does that look like? And I'm assuming Western Fair has all of that covered for you. Western Fair has all of that covered. What are some of the questions then that the venue will ask of the event organizers? When You've already sort of intimated some of those, but what, what are some of the questions we might expect that you might ask of us? So we will sit down. First of all, we like to have a sit-down planning uh, meeting with people who come in, and we want to know what are your expectations. We're going to say how much time do you need for move-in, how much time do you need for move-out, what is the timing of things, is there any specific communications that have to happen or security needs that you might require, 
Uh, we'll go through things like food and beverage needs. We'll, we actually have uh, quite a comprehensive list depending on what the person's trying to put together. It's obviously a little shorter if it's a couple uh, short meetings. And if it's something that takes over three or four days, we usually spend a couple of months with people helping them plan. In the case of a wedding specifically, is it usual to have access to change rooms? And how important is it to know uh, about cancellation policies or weather issues and how they are handled? So specific to weddings, there's usually breakout rooms or smaller rooms that you can go to. Uh, In some cases, we can even create rooms for you with pipe and drape. Uh, We can take you off to another floor. In hotels, it's a little different where they have something that is usually right off the ballroom. So we try and work with people with weddings to say, what do you need? When do you need it? And how can we make it work for you? We're also lucky uh, with the carousel room because Yuck Yucks is also there and they have a green room. So uh, we can utilize that for weddings as they go through. Um, When it comes down to... um, the weather, emergency plans, cancellations, questions that we will go through with you is, do you have insurance? Do you understand how it works? With a cancellation fee and deposit, what are the policies and procedures of that particular facility? Uh, What are some of the things you might need to know for emergency uh, evacuation? We actually have it all in a big planner, and we can help people go through that. And I think it's really um, good to mention to people that you should ask those questions about how does that work? Uh, because every facility might be a little different. Now, you mentioned some of the other services like Wi-Fi and that sort of thing, but should we expect a facility to have a list of other vendors such as caterers, uh, auto, auto, audio-visual suppliers and so on? I would say most uh, people who are in my business do have some kind of list that they can help you with. With Western Fair, we have exclusive um, uh, contracts with people. So, for instance, our food and beverage is exclusive Uh, And so we're able to give you that information and provide you with a catering manager immediately. Uh, And I think, too, looking at things as simple as parking or um, where your guests can go, anything else uh, we can provide for you to make it easier. I have to ask, what is the most frequent overlooked item that leads to problems the day of the event? Oh, the most frequent. I would say uh, that it is people who... um, have decided to change their layout at the last minute and they appear with things. And uh, sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge, uh, trying to fit something into a very delicate layout. Uh, But the key to everything is really good communication. And planning by the sounds of things so that you uh, have all of the lists of everything you need before you start. And, well, we're getting to the end of, of our time here now, but you said you start off with the end and work back from that. Yeah, I really like to say to people, if we know what we want that end product to look like, let's start with that and then let's go backwards through a plan and make all the steps happen so that we give you the experience that you're paying for. Uh, It's just for a wedding. It's a one-time, very special event, trade shows. You get one chance, so let's hit it out of the park. Cheryl, thank you very much for joining us this morning on Ask BBB. You're welcome. Our guest has been Cheryl Curtis, Director of Sales, Marketing, and Agriplex Operations at Western Fair District, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We'll return in a moment to tell you why a visit to the Better Business Bureau Serving Western Ontario website might be one of the first things you do when it comes to wedding planning. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. 
Visiting the Better Business Bureau website is something we encourage all consumers to do before making any purchase or engaging in any service. The directory lists all the businesses in addition to those that are accredited with the BBB. And along with their rating, in many cases, you'll also find reviews by customers who have used their services. Reviews on the Better Business Bureau site have been vetted to confirm that it was written by an actual customer and not a third party. If the review is a complaint, you'll be able to see how it was dealt with as well. Now, in addition to the directory and full information about businesses, you'll also find some consumer information and tips. If you are planning a wedding, there's a wedding resource center, which is a great place to start. You'll find a timeline of dates and deadlines under the heading Important Dates. It starts with things to do uh, nine months to a year before the date that you've chosen. And it continues with a timetable and tips of things that might not spring into mind immediately. That's like uh, four to six months before the wedding, it suggests you choose your wedding cake and organize helpers and wedding staff like musicians, readers, and babysitters. Right through to things to do on the wedding day. Yes, like, don't forget the rings (laughs) and the wedding license. And that's just one category. There's another tab that people will find informative. It's the one that looks at average costs of weddings and all the things that are part of it. And for those of us who were married uh, several decades ago, there could be some surprises, Linda. I'm in that category as well. Uh, The prices we have on there are average costs. So you know there are weddings that cost a lot less and likely some that cost a lot more. And these are based on figures from 2017, so they're pretty pretty current. Well, just for fun, let's go over some of the average costs. Uh, I'm sure some of our listeners are already on the BBB site now that we've mentioned it, and they'll be a little bit ahead of us. But for those who aren't near a computer, let's do a little guesswork. Okay. What do you think the average wedding costs? Well, I don't know, um, between ten dollars and $20,000. If you guessed $30,000, you are closer. The average wedding cost works out to be approximately $30,717. Woo, and that's an average. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's just look at some of the things that make up that 30000 plus, Linda. Okay, so the average cost of the wedding venue is $11,046. Well, and for a photographer... Um, what would the average cost there be? We're looking at $2,135, and the average cost of the wedding videographer is $1,781. Well, that that um, indicates a fairly significant portion of the whole cost of the wedding, doesn't it? Well, some of the other numbers, uh, we, we watch TV shows about wedding dresses. The actual average cost um, is the $1,779, and we know that that can be quite a variance as well. Uh, wedding DJ, $1,442. Hmm. Uh, catering, you should be looking at approximately an average of $63 per guest. Tuxedo, two, uh, $300 is the average. Uh, engagement ring, $3,125. I think when we're looking at wedding costs, we forget to factor in all of those pieces. Uh, wedding planner, if you're looking for a planner, is approximately $3,500. Uh, cake, $353 is an average. Obviously, there's uh, multiple tiers, decorations, and fillings that be- make it become more expensive. So people might want to go on and just explore the site. That really gives you a, a good picture of, of the costs and some of the things that 
hopefully you can save some money on, too, on some of them. Yeah, I mean, tons of things, too, right? We've got transportation to think about, gifts, honeymoon, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, what are some of the other things that we'll find in the Wedding Resort Center on the BBB site? You'll find some general tips that just might save you a bit of money. Things like having the groomsmen to wear a suit they can wear later on or reusing your flowers from the ceremony at the reception. And I see a tab that's called the Groom Zone. And it starts by pointing out there is no reason the groom shouldn't be part of that planning. And one tab we'd expect on the BBB site is choosing a vendor. That one takes you through the BBB directory where you can search for vendors for any of the things you'll need. Well, that's about our time for this time around on Ask BBB, Linda. You can always ask BBB. Visit the BBB website at bbb.org. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you are a business owner and are interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, call us or go online to bbb.org backslash western hyphen Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.